Hey, Disney Cruise fans, it's Wes. If you'd like to support the show, please consider booking your next Disney trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Though we specialize in Disney cruises, we book all Disney destinations. We'll help you with all the planning details and make sure you don't miss out on anything important. Of course, if it is a Disney cruise, we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us spa treatments port adventures merchandise adult dining experiences it doesn't cost you anything to work with us and you'll pay the same as if you book directly through disney so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you if you're interested send me an email at wes w-e-s at mickeyworldtravel.com and now on to the show Hey everyone, welcome to episode 130 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes and I have a great show planned for you today and I also wanted to let you know that we will be kicking off our DCL 101 series that I announced on a previous episode sometime next week. Um, I hope it will be a helpful resource for new and less experienced cruisers, but I'm also hoping that even the, the DCL experts who listen to the show can find something useful too. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Before we get to today's show, there was an exciting announcement last week about this summer's Silver Anniversary at Sea celebrations. Uh, at least I thought it was exciting anyway. But as you as you know, Disney announced uh, a couple weeks ago or last week, I don't remember exactly when it was, but they announced a special celebration that will be occurring on most cruises this summer commemorating the 25th anniversary of Disney Cruise Line. Well, we got a little bit more information about what to expect on these cruises. The first is a new fireworks show which will honor Disney's continuing legacy of adventure and will be set to the tunes of iconic and beloved Disney music which sounds like something that is right up my alley uh, along with a brand new signature song created especially for these silver anniversary at sea celebrations so I'm thinking along the lines of something like happily ever after at Walt Disney World that's sort of my that's that's sort of the standard I've set for myself, so I, I hope that it, it lives up to that, because that would be really amazing if it was um, even close to something like that. Um, the next thing they announced is a reimagined captain's reception, which will bring an extra dose of magic to sailings this summer. And finally, Castaway Club members can expect to receive a limited edition framed art print in their staterooms, which was created by Disney artist Joe Kaminsky, who also happened to be a guest on the show several months back. So if you missed that episode, be sure to go back and, uh, and, and listen to that one. But I thought it was interesting that they said it's a framed art print. Print, which typically is not something that they, uh, they that they give out, so that should be uh, that should be pretty cool. Still no word on the new benefits for the Castaway, um, excuse me, the Pearl Castaway Club level. Um, I was thinking we might know something by now, but hopefully we'll receive more information about that sometime soon. Also, don't forget that Disney Cruise Line's 50% deposit promotion is still going on, so it's a great time to book a cruise. If you'd like me to book something for you, or if you'd like more information on the promotion, send me an email. And that's it for recent news, so let's get to this week's show. 
Themed cruises are one of the best things that Disney Cruise Line has to offer. We all know about the holiday-themed cruises, you know, very merry time and Halloween on the high seas, which kind of have a, a central theme that is present throughout the length of your cruise with activities and events planned for each day. Um, and in addition to those, we have, uh, we've become used to seeing themed cruises based on two very popular Disney franchises, Star Wars Days at Sea and my personal favorite, Marvel Days at Sea. These cruises are a little bit different uh, than the holiday cruises in that, generally speaking, the, the theming is limited to a single day completely dedicated to that theme. From special character appearances to unique performances to exclusive merchandise to themed activities uh, and everything in between. In January of last year, uh, so 2022, Disney Cruise Line announced that Pixar Days at Sea would be a new offering on the Disney Fantasy beginning in January 2023. This is not the first time that Disney Cruise Line has brought the Pixar theme on board, but it is the first time doing it as a marquee Day at Sea offering. Um, and as is the case, anytime Disney Cruise Line does something new, I have been dying to hear about this experience on board. So I have invited a guest on the show today to talk about it. Serena runs the amazing Instagram and TikTok accounts Living by Disney, and you definitely don't want to visit the Disney parks without checking out some of her tips and tricks and just all the content that she produces. She was a guest on uh, on my show last summer and was kind enough to agree to come back again and discuss her experience on the first Pixar Day at Sea that happened earlier this year. So hello, Serena. It's good to talk to you again. Hey Wes, it's great to be back. Thanks for having me again. Of course, I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. So, I I first want to hear about your cruise. So we'll talk about the Pixar Day at Sea, but I, I always like to hear about people's cruise experiences and and what they like to do on these cruises. So what what was your itinerary for this cruise? So it was really cool because I hadn't done this one before. It was Tortola. Um, is that how you say it, Tortola? Or I think is it, it is. I think it's Tortola. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Not Tortola. to be confused with Tortuga, which is, you know, I know a, a Pirates right? of the Caribbean <laughs> thing. <laughs> uh, so it's Tortola, um, San Juan, and then Castle oh. Key. Okay. Oh, so yeah, that's a really unique itinerary because typically it's it's Tortola and, you know, St. Thomas. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Was this your first Eastern Caribbean cruise as well or just the first kind of with that itinerary? It's It was my second Eastern and the First time I did it was in 2019. Okay. Spring, spring of 2019. And that was, we did St. Thomas Awesome. in, the, in that one. So it was kind of cool to go to a different port that I'd never been to. Definitely. Had you been, have you ever been to San Juan before? No. Okay. Mm-mm. We went to San Juan. We, we cruised on the Wonder out of San Juan to the Southern Caribbean and got to spend a little bit of time there. And we loved San Juan. I, we, we actually ended up wishing we got to spend a little bit more time there. So, um, But we'll get into kind of what you did in San Juan in a little bit. Um, you have cruised on the Wish, and now you've been on the, uh, on the Fantasy. So I, I was curious your thoughts just on how you would – sort of compare the two you know obviously they're they're very different in terms of layout um somewhat so in terms of activities and stuff but just what Mm -hmm. are your quickly what are your thoughts on kind of the fantasy versus the wish okay so it's kind of tough if i had if i was forced to pick one (laughs) (laughs) it would probably be the fantasy okay honestly um i love both obviously they're great 
I'm not sure if part of why I prefer that one is because it's a longer cruise. Mm. And I just think you have a lot more time to enjoy the ship and see more parts of the ship. The wish just felt like now when I did the wish, it was three days. I'm going um, in two weeks for a four day one Mm. just with my family, just on our own thing. So maybe Maybe I'll see how that goes, but the wish just felt so fast. And like, I just didn't feel like I had time to fully enjoy this ship the way I wanted. Whereas on the fantasy a week, it's just like, you have time to really get to know it. You get to know the layouts, you know, where everything is. You really get to like feel the vibe of all the different spaces, which I think is really cool. The wish is obviously like it's shiny and new and fun, (laughs) (laughs) which is nice. It's got a little more bells and whistles. But they they keep the Disney ships in such incredible shape. It, this the fact that the fantasy I think it's ten ten years old is that right? Twelve, I think, it's I think. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, about ten years old. Yeah. That's crazy. Just because it looks so immaculate, they just keep them in such great shape. So it's not like you feel like oh, this is an older ship, right? You know, you definitely don't have that feeling. With yeah, it. and and I, I'm glad you brought that up because I uh, I. A lot of people ask me, well, what do you think about the wish versus the fantasy? And my, you know, my response is that they're very different just in terms of layout and everything. And I think a lot of people have that concern. It's like, well, do I want to go on a ship that's brand new, which seems like, you know, really desirable or am I okay with an older ship? You know what I'm saying? And and I think a lot of Mm -hmm. people have this, this mindset that these other ships are, they're now old because we have this brand new one. But I, you know, I, to your point, they they keep their ships, even the Magic, which is the oldest ship, they, they do a great job at, you know, with upkeep and all that stuff. So, um, mm-hmm. but I appreciate those thoughts. And I think you're right. I think the length of the cruise certainly determines your experience mm-hmm. on that cruise because you're right. A three, a three night cruise on the wish is, is way too short. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, I'll be curious to hear your thoughts on the four night and you know, if it feels a little bit like you can you got to spend more time, you know, doing things on board. So, mm-hmm. um, so with a Eastern Caribbean cruise, it's a seven night cruise. You probably had four days at sea. Is that right? Three days at sea. And, oh, cause you had Castaway Key as well. So three days at sea mm-hmm. probably. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some things that you like to do around the ship on sea days? So I, well, I, I like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I like to, I like to schedule all of the extra things I want to do on those days. I like to do the spa on that day, you know, one of those days, um, more like the rainforest room. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, don't, I don't necessarily want to do a lot of treatments, but I just like that aspect of it. Um, and then I just like to relax. That's the part of the trip that feels a little more chill um, there's not as much to go do and see. I mean, obviously the ship has a million activities, but that's your time to sort of, you know, read a book or, you know, unplug a little bit. So that's kind of what I try to do on the sea days. Okay. And I want to ask you about the rainforest room. So during or post COVID, or I guess when the ship restarted, they were actually scheduling private rainforest room visits. So you would, you would actually sign up for an hour long or two hours. I can't remember how long it was, but you would get the access to the rainforest room for that amount of time by yourself. Um, Hmm. It's not that way anymore. Does it, does it, is it weird like being in there with other people? Does it feel strange at all? Or can you still have like that relaxing experience, even though other people are kind of around? 
Yeah, it did, I don't think it felt weird. Okay. I mean, it, it it was kind of what I expected. I didn't do it any different though. So yeah. Um. So I don't know how to compare it to, but no, it, it felt totally fine. I don't think that they let it book to where it feels uncomfortably full. Yeah. You know, there's, there's people meandering about here and there, some are coming and going. It's not like you've just got tons of people just hanging around everywhere. (laughs) True. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. All right. And I wanted to also ask you about the stage performances. Did you Mm -hmm. attend all of those? So I missed Aladdin. Okay. Mainly because I was hosted on this cruise, which was awesome. And they book things for me. Oh yeah. And they, and they booked Paulo for us on the night of Aladdin, like at a weird time. So we ended up missing both of the shows. Um, no, no, no regrets though. <laughs> Cause that was the best thing ever. But, um, but we saw, um, what is believe, the, believe, yep. believe oh, that show makes me like ugly cry. It's so good. <laughs> It's so so good, and I, I and love the the what makes the garden grow song from that show. Oh my gosh, it, it, it gets so stuck cute. in my head all the time. Yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> and then we saw Frozen, which yeah. was fantastic. And, and I actually I wanted to ask you about Frozen because I haven't seen that show. Um, is it is it? It's not a like an original storyline, right? Is it the actual kind of movie put onto the stage? Yes. Okay. It is. I think it's probably close to you know, what a Broadway production would yeah. be of Frozen. It reminds me of the one that they did in Disneyland for a little while, the um, Hyperion Theater, I think it was oh, yep. there for anybody who may have seen that. But it's excellent. I mean, the, the quality of the performers on Disney, yeah, when they say they're Broadway level, they are actually Broadway performers in many cases. And one thing I learned on this cruise that I didn't know from the um, talking to the entertainment um director, I guess you would call him, that one that books all of this yeah. stuff for the cruise, they actually have a visiting Broadway performer that comes on the ship for many weeks out of the year, just on a regular rotation. They will come and and stay on the on the ship for several weeks oh, wow. and just work with the performers on there. And he said they do that just to basically level up the entire performance because everybody is getting to learn and grow from having this person that's actively on Broadway at the time come in with their energy and their excitement for everything. So that that's kind of a cool thing that they do. As a performer, I would think that would be really exciting to have this person come in new and fresh and talk about career things and, and other things that that would be of interest to them. Definitely. I hadn't heard that before. That's, that's really cool. I, I certainly as a performer, I would think that was a, a, a pretty cool experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned you like to eat. Did you attend <laughs> all the main dining restaurants? We did, um, Palo for dinner and for brunch. Oh, okay. J- just that, just Palo. Yep. Um, Oh man, it's so good. I think that dinner though, I had done brunch before and the brunch is amazing, but the brunch is now not like a buffet the way it used to be, which now with it like this, I think if I had to pick, I'd pick dinner. Okay. 
between the two. I actually, what do you I, think? Hear, I hear that a lot. Uh, I haven't done the new, the new Palo yet, but from everyone that I've spoken to, everyone likes the, you know, the buffet style brunch experience where you just get to go up and kind of choose what, what you want. And then yes, mm-hmm. everyone is saying it's just not, the food is still great, but the experience mm-hmm. is just not, uh, it's not the same as it used to be. So yes, mo- most people say they prefer, um, prefer the dinners. Um, yeah. So the main dining restaurants, I think it's the Royal Court or oh, see now, mm-hmm. Royal Court, um, um, uh, Enchanted Garden. Enchan- thank you, Enchanted Garden and Animator's Palette. Did you mm-hmm. uh, have a chance to eat in all of those ones for dinner? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And Definitely. how are your artistic skills? <laughs> in the animated yes uh they're not great but i can i can draw a mean stick figure okay uh, <laughs> which is awesome i love how you know on this obviously on a week cruise so if you did all your rotations you would have two dinners at yep. least in each place and each one is different it's got a little bit of a different experience a little bit different feel different menus which i think is really cool and of course the animator's palette is the most different between your first time and your second right. time. Um, but yeah, it, they make it really nice. I can see how they have expanded what they do for dinner on the wish. And that is one area in talking about the wish versus the fantasy that I do think the wish wins. If I had to give, I would give them a checkbox on the rotational dining just because I feel like the, they've taken that dining experience that they started on the animators palette with sort of having this almost show quality and they just took it to another level on the wish. So I I think that that's cool, but I don't know if that would be everyone's cup of tea. I can see that there would be some people that just might prefer to have a more quiet meal and not have things happening in the room around you. Yeah. I, I, I love animators palette and I think the interactive part of the drawn to animation or whatever it's called is a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. I always, I, I'm always embarrassed when my drawings are up with like, there's some people <laughs> who are really good and have some really yeah. good, like animated, animated drawings. But I, I really like animators palette. I think, you know, that is the one I think that is sort of on par with the, the restaurants that are on the wish The you know, I, I agree with you. The wish kind of upped, up the ante in terms of like entertainment factor and, mm-hmm. um, on dining. But you're right. I think there are people who just want to have a nice dinner and don't necessarily need uh, all the other stuff going on around them. So, um, but the food quality, was that overall pretty good? Would you say in the main dining restaurants? Oh, it was so good. It was so good. And the service is just, it's, it's just unbelievable. Every time I go, I'm just so impressed with the quality of the service on the entire ship, but particularly at dinner because they do get to know you. I love that Disney still has the the servers follow you each evening. I think that's such a great, just little touch and a way to personalize it for you, especially if you have kids, because just having that ease of the first few minutes of getting everybody settled go smoother because the server already knows everything, how you want it set up, the beverages, everything. They have it all ready to right. go. And the team is just they're, they're The level of service and care there, they are never still. There is not one person working in that room. That's so not 
constantly diligent. If they're not actively doing something, they are scanning to see who needs assistance. So it's just, it's so impressive. And the fact that they can be so personable and so nice, and they genuinely seem to want to hear about your day and what did you do? And did you, you know, go off the ship? And it's just, it's such a, it's such a Disney level of customer service brought to such a a widespread, huge dining room with right. so many people dining. It just, it's impressive every time. Yeah. It, and it always amazes me. And I, I say it every time, like how, you know, because they, they turn over a new, um, a new, new set of passengers every seven days for the fantasy and on, you know, on the wishes case, like every three days in some cases, but they still, still have that, that personality where they, they want to, you know, get to know you. They want to ask you about your life. They want to know about your kids. They, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing how personable they can be given the fact that they are meeting new people on such a constant, uh, on const- such a constant rotation. So I agree the, the dining staff in the main dining restaurants is, is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about the ports of call. So you mentioned Tortola. What did you think of just the island itself? You know, when you pull up to the island and you see it, mm-hmm. like what are you, what were your thoughts on just kind of uh, first thoughts on, on, on pulling into the island? It's so beautiful. The, the water in that area is just that turquoise blue. So it's just, it's just stunning to look at. And I think the island's gorgeous. We went the first time I visited it, it was, we just, we didn't do any excursions. Okay. We just kind of walked over and kind of just did our own thing and it meandered. And is um, there, is there you, stuff to do if you don't have an excursion? Like are the shops or whatever? Can you, mm-hmm. are there, you know, just things to do if you just walk around? Yeah, definitely. Okay. There's definitely a lot. And I, I sometimes prefer to do that just because I, I'm not really a group tour kind of person. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of like doing my own thing. So I love to just explore like that. And I like the fact that you can determine how long you want to be gone. Yeah. You know, if you're, just, if you're like, mm, let's go back to the ship and get, get a late lunch and chill or whatever, you could do that. But this time we did an excursion there where you visited the Virgin Gorda, I think it was called. Um, so you left the ship and then they boarded a bus. The bus took you to a, ship that or a boat that would took you out it was a way it was maybe a 40 minute boat ride oh wow um and then you reached this place that was like uh, rocks and ruins and sort of like neat little trails all in it it was so it was very it was kind of outdoorsy which I'm not super outdoorsy, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, but it was, it was fun. It was really different. And then you kind of like climb these trails and sort of cliffs and then you top it. And there's like this secluded beach there. It was just, just like a grotto. It was beautiful. And then there was other areas where you could go into like almost caverns and caves where it was like very shallow beach water everywhere it was really neat it was very kind of adventurous for me (laughs) but um (laughs) but I really loved it my husband really loved it like he it it was more his kind of thing but um but we had a really good time doing that and it was nice because I think we were back by like one Oh, so it was like we got to do a lot of fun stuff and like be active and really feel like we explored but then we were also like it was a half day so we could have 
gone shopping or done something else or, you know, kind of whatever. So it was just the right amount of time to me. Perfect. And I saw from your uh, Instagram stories that Disney, Disney World decided to drop some big news while you were kind of yes, out of pocket. Yes, they did. <laughs> yes, they did. I mean, how long have you been talking about Tron? And they actually dropped the opening date yep. when I was in the middle of caves in the middle of like I don't think I've ever been in a more secluded spot in the last five years of my life <laughs> I, your your posts were so funny because you're like yeah sweet thanks thanks Disney you know of all I the know. times it dropped this news <laughs> I when I hit the ship uh immediately as we got right ready to get back on the ship obviously I connected to the wi-fi and my phone was just like blowing up. And I'm like, what the heck happened? It's like, what did I miss? What did I miss? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. so funny. It was only five hours late. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking of internet, I, I believe the fantasy has the new internet packages, right? Like the they premium do. surf, the, I forget what they're all called, but the fantasy mm-hmm. has the new ones, right? Mm-hmm. How they was, did. um, how was your experience with, with the connectivity? Not great. Yeah, <laughs> It was not great. So the wish was fabulous. I, it was much better. Definitely a stronger connection. I don't know if when I did the wish, it was not a full ship. So, I don't know if that affected yeah, it. Yeah. I was just going to say I had, cause I went on a cruise a couple weeks after you did and it was awesome. Just, I, I could, I okay. could, you know, live stream from it, all that stuff. And then when I went with my family in November, it was not good. So mm. I'll be curious to hear how your experience is. If you end up getting an internet package, you know, on your cruise in a couple weeks. So yeah, but not, I probably will. Not good Knowing on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the fantasy, um, we had one day, one of the uh, days at sea that we, it was basically just not working at yeah. all. I wasn't able to do anything. Even getting email to kind of come through was really tough. I went to customer service just to see, is it me? Is it something? And they were said, no, it's just, it's been really, really slow. We're not sure why. They did upgrade some of the system or something, you know, internally, but it doesn't seem to be at the level of the wish in terms of gotcha. the speed capability. Yep. Okay. I don't know. That is one thing I think if I was going to, you know, for feedback to Disney it would be to, to look at that just because, I mean, it, the whole idea of going and being unplugged is is a lovely one. I love it. <laughs> right. I love it for other people. Yeah. But the reality, I think, today is that it's very hard for us, especially a full week, to go yes, right. and feel. Not even just because we have to work as much as we just worry or have stress because we aren't able to be contacted. Yeah. You know? No, nope, you're right. So, Good to know. Uh, granted, what, what I was doing was needing more of a connection than just like sending a text yep, or something. Yep. But, but yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't awesome. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, that's a good way to put it. Um, <laughs> and then real quick, San Juan, did you do a port adventure in San Juan? No, we okay. were supposed to, we were supposed to, they have some really cool ones where you can go look tour the fort because they have like yeah. this old, you know, historic, very, there's a lot of historic stuff there. Um, so I, it looks really cool. The feedback I heard from people who did it said that they had a really good time. The weather was fabulous too. When we were there, it was like 
right at like 80 degrees and it was just beautiful. But, um, no, because, because I was having such connection issues, I was super behind in content posting, which obviously is why I'm there, right. you know? So, so my experience isn't always like the same as a guest, just because I'm, I'm half in work mode and half in guest mode, but I am flipping back and forth. So I definitely enjoy things the same way I guess would. But in that sense, I took the morning off and skipped the excursion just to catch up on posting because we were at land and I could get actual. (laughs) Oh, true. Yeah. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And did you have a good day at Castaway Key? Oh, always. Yeah. That's always my favorite. Me too. Yeah. That's my favorite one. I think I, I don't even need to really go anywhere else. In my opinion, they could just the they could sail me around and come back to Castaway Key like three times. Yep. Uh, that'd be great for me. Same here. Yep, absolutely. Take me back home. It's just so fun. I think that the island is just so beautiful. It's set up so well. There's something for everyone. There's so much to do. There's always something there that I still want to do. So I could visit that island five more times and still have something there yep. that I would like to try to do. Definitely. Yep. Cool. All right. So I do, I want to talk to you about the Pixar day at sea. And, and one thing I wanted to, I wanted to get your thoughts on. So when, so Disney announced the Pixar day at sea, I think it was in um, January of 2022. And when they announced it, I, I was kind of like, huh, Pixar, because when I think of like star Wars day at sea and Marvel day at sea, like those are two franchises that have like super fan bases, right? You, you mm-hmm. have people going all out with costumes and, and, um, you just have like super fans. I don't, I don't really feel kind of that. And maybe I'm wrong and I just don't know about it, but it just feels like there's not as big of like a, uh, a loyal fan base to Pixar as kind of these other properties. And I, and for now star Wars date C has gone away and Pixar date C is replacing it on the fantasy. So I just, I was wondering your thoughts on kind of, you know, having a Pixar date C as sort of this marquee event. Like, are you, are you a, like a made mega Pixar fan? And you know, what do you think about a, a Pixar date C for just sort of the casual Pixar fan? It's interesting because I feel like for a lot of us Disney fans, we think of Pixar and Disney almost interchangeably. Like there's a lot of movies that if you said, is that a Pixar movie or a Disney movie? I'd have to be like, Hmm, let me think about that for a minute. I don't know that I always separate them because Disney for at least for the recent years has always grouped them together Right. in terms of, characters in the parks we don't separate them it's just you know we have the incredibles are next to mickey and minnie or you know it's never been a thing that we separate monsters inc is there and toy story characters are there but the classics are always there too so so we don't really do that so i think that if you said okay quick name all the pixar characters i mean i I would have to really kind of like a, a <laughs> get back blurred to you on line that. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. 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 Like I know Mickey and Minnie and the classics aren't in that, but I would have to kind of think about that. And so in terms of Pixar day at sea, when you really stop and think about the properties that Pixar has, there are a lot of huge, huge popular characters and movies that fall into that category. 
I don't know that you need to be a Pixar fan per se uh, in terms of movies. I would say that this is, you could look at it as this is a day where there is so many more characters and they expand on them in such a huge way that you're just getting a ton more than normal. Plus you're getting all of your regular stuff. And the cool thing with the day at sea concept is, is it is like a takeover, right? And you're not paying any more for it than any other cruise. It's just like a little bonus content on one of your days at sea. But as we were talking with the, the people who created this, we got to kind of do some interviews with them, which was really cool. And they were saying that they're kind of playing with the idea of expanding it past the one day because it was so packed. There was so much to do and so much to see that you really couldn't get to it all. And in other themes, for example, Star Wars, Star Wars makes sense to have it only one day and it is a takeover and the whole ship changes for that one day because it's now you've crossed into almost another universe, right? A different, a different world, a different franchise. Those, those don't live simultaneously next to each other, but Disney and Pixar kind of do, they kind of fit well together. So in that sense, there could be Pixar content that would actually spread over the course of the cruise easier, or maybe just longer than the one day. So that's kind of what they're, they're thinking about going forward because a lot of the feedback, especially from ones who really want to do character meets as a high priority, if that's if that's you, you will struggle to get to it all because there's characters absolutely everywhere all the time. And they're all kind of characters you don't typically see. So you're going to want to see them all. I love the way you just put that because I, in my own mind, I was like, how, like, there's not a... There's not a huge fan base for Pixar, the Pixar, you know, Mm -hmm. for Pixar. But you're right. When I when you think of the Pixar characters, I just think of them as Disney. So it's really just a way for them to expand what's already offered on the ship into these other characters that you don't otherwise get. I that was really well put. So thank you for for sharing those thoughts. Speaking of characters, what can you just kind of name some of the characters that you saw that you wouldn't, um, you know, um, wouldn't have seen on some of the other cruises. Actually, before we get to that, tell me about the um, the face character, the Incredibles face characters, because that reel that you posted yesterday, I think it was yesterday, about um, with Elastigirl or Mrs. Incredible and Edna mm-hmm. Mode, unbelievable. Their you know th- their voices and their their personalities <laughs> were just incredible. So no pun intended. Um, <laughs> Can you just talk a little bit about the characters that you saw and, and particularly the, you know, the, those face characters? Yeah. So they use this opportunity to sort of debut some characters and things and de- changing up how they've done it, which I think was brilliant. Great way to do it. And one of the, the big new things that had never been seen before was having the Incredibles be face characters. So in the parks, they, they're not somebody that you can talk to. Right. If you did a meet and greet with them, they wouldn't speak to you. And now you can. So they had four of them. It was Edna Mode, Elastigirl, Mr. Incredible, and Frozone. And so they appeared 
two at a time for you to do an actual traditional meet and greet. And then they also all appeared in a stage show on the deck at the end of the evening. So you got to see them, even if you didn't go and meet them, you would have gotten to, to see their show there. I think that, so the Incredibles, if I had to say, what is my favorite Pixar film? It would be the Incredibles. I love that. I love both the movies. I would love for them to make more. I just think the relatableness of them as a family is just so, so much fun. I have a son and a daughter, so I just relate a lot to the dynamics of their family and what I loved about the way that they approached having them on the ship was yes, obviously they're superheroes, but they really wanted to tap into the relatableness of their roles as mom and dad and stuff. So I think that was kind of cool because that's really what we love about those movies sure. is watching them argue about driving directions <laughs> while they're you know trying to save the world. Like those are the relatable so true, things yeah. that we yeah. all do. And so the stage show in particular at the end of the night that culminates into a fireworks show is, is basically that um, Bob is supposed to be on duty for taking care of Jack Jack and he loses him and he's somewhere (laughs) on the ship. And basically that's the story is her fussing at him, him going, I'm sure he's fine. I left him with Violet, Violet going, no, I don't have, you know, and sort of like this, in and out of them using the screen on the, on the, on the ship to have like, they have like a little like Mr. Incredible cam. So he's like running through the ship, like trying to find Jack Jack. So she doesn't, you know, fuss at him about it. It's just, it's just great. And it's super relatable. And I love that that's the story they did. And not like there's danger on the ship and a villain is coming. You know, it was just like, that's that's the kind of content that we love to see. For sure. What's the, What's the part of the story that makes the fireworks? Like normally they build like the fireworks. In, there's a reason for the fireworks. You know what I mean? Was mm-hmm. there? Yeah. Was that part of the story? It was partially Jack Jack's like laser vision oh, okay. stuff happening. Um, and then they, it was like a little celebration cool. at the end. Yeah. It was really, really cute. The cool thing about Pixar kind of getting back off of the character thing, but the fact that with, the Pixar Day at Sea, you're going to get two fireworks shows. Oh, okay. I was going to ask. Yeah. Very cool. You've got your regular pirate one that you always have. So if you enjoy pirate day and pirate nights and this, you know, you you have a little stage show, you have fireworks, there's a theme. If you enjoy that, then you'll definitely enjoy the Pixar Day at Sea cruises just because you're going to basically get another one of those. You get kind of get two for, you know, two for one. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Cool. So, in addition to The Incredibles, when I think of mm. uh, Pixar, I think of like Toy Story and Up and Finding mm-hmm. Nemo and you know those types of those types of movies. What other characters could you could you find around the ship? So they had Miguel, who I'd never met before from Coco. Cool. And he was a ton of fun to meet. Uh, he was not a face character. Um, very dancey, high energy, had all the kids dancing with him and doing stuff that was really fun. And another cool thing that they did in the kids club is they had a music time with Miguel and he came into the kids club and everyone created a musical instrument and he taught them a little song and how to do certain rhythms. And they all played together, played music together and danced. And so from what I heard, the kids 
absolutely loved that. That That's was a awesome. huge hit. Um, they had Remy, which was neat um, to see him. And he was like a meet and greet. Like you could actually go and meet him and take pictures with him. They had um, Doug and Russell from Up, who are always a ton of fun. And they had Joy and Sadness, which oh. I think are really cool to be able to see on the ship. They were super popular. Yep. They had a whole photo drop backdrop for them. That was really, really neat. And then they had um, Sully and Mike. Oh, cool. They took turns. They had Mike? Yes. Oh, wow. And Mike. I, that's awesome. And, and you could actually take photos with them. And a really cool thing, it was just a tiny detail, but I loved it. They had a backdrop set up for each of the characters, depending on where they were on the ship. And the backdrop for Mike and, and Sully was a door, but instead of, you know, we always think of Boo's door, yeah, right? yeah. That's like, but instead of that, it was actually a stateroom door. And instead of just a normal stateroom door, they had put magnets on it like everyone does, but their magnets was um, Boo, <laughs> you know, like it looked like a magnet set of Boo yep. and the door number was 2390. <laughs> that's awesome. Like what a fun yeah, little, you know, so cool. just, yeah. Neat detail, but yeah. So I think that was that's all the characters that I can think of. Oh nope, that's not. And then there was Toy Story characters okay. too, and they were um, so they alternated between Bo Peep, Woody, Buzz, and Jesse. Okay, did I see Bullseye so, as well? Yes. That's so Bullseye, cool. Bullseye was at the breakfast. Okay. So in addition to the normal Pixar day at sea, all of the activities. One of the activities was a breakfast. It's not a character breakfast because they don't go around to the tables. They called it, um, they had a name Is it the hey, hey Howdy breakfast? Yeah, Hey Howdy breakfast. And the, the way they termed it, it was like a and breakfast with, a breakfast with show Woody and or friends. something like hey that. Hey Howdy yeah. breakfast with Woody and friends. Is, yeah. Yeah, so you got to see them they came in and they had um, someone playing guitar and they did the, the sort of Woody's roundup type of music. Oh, cool. And yeah. it was Woody and Jesse and Bullseye and they were traveling around the room and it was really neat to see Bullseye. Yeah. And if you ever see him and he had his little clop, 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 like he awesome. had, when he moved around <laughs> and danced, it was so cute. Yeah. That, that was kind of a neat, new thing definitely too. now um, was that breakfast is that something that you sign up for in advance yes okay you sign up for it in in advance but it's no additional cost okay and are there any other as far as you know any other things that you can sign up for in advance for the pixar date see like i know with the marvel date see there were certain character meet and greets that you could sign up for um I, you know there was like yeah, there were two different character meet and greets that you could sign up for. Do you know if there's anything else that you can sign up for in advance for the Pixar Days at Sea? Yeah, they had meeting Toy Story friends and meeting The Incredibles were both things that you could sign up for in advance. And now they this was their first time doing it, so they were kind of playing around with it. But they realized that both of those were very popular and not everybody got to them. So they actually added additional meet and greets with them on another day at sea later. Oh, okay. So they just showed up on the regular navigator schedule that you could go meet the Incredibles. Okay. They yeah. were, you know, just 
something that you could do. So they gave a couple of extra opportunities as a, just sort of a bonus for people if they hadn't gotten to the first one. Cool. Did you notice any, like on the actual Pixar day at sea itself, any like special activities specifically themed to, um, Pixar? Did they do a, anything in the Walt Disney theater? Any like show during the day, anything like that? Anything sort of outside of character meet and greets? I feel like almost everything got a little Pixar twist to it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, everything from the smoothies that they were selling at the, you know, the smoothie place to, um, the popcorn buckets and the sipper cups at the theater. The movie theater was obviously showing Pixar movies all day. They also had, which was probably one of my favorite details. And I think Disney fans would love is they had a Pixar storyteller session with somebody that works at Pixar each time. Wow, that's would cool. Would be represented and that there's going to be a different person on each sailing and you won't really know who it's going to oh, be wow. on yours. But that was super cool. It was in the big Walt Disney Theater. They did it two or three times during the day so you could kind of catch it. And then even after the thing, you could go and meet them if you wanted. Um, that was just a really nice like add on to that. And then everything got a little bit of a a Pixar theming to it. The items in the sweet shop, um, they had all kinds of neat themed Incredibles and Pixar. They even had the Jack, Jack, num, num cookies that they sell in the parks, um, for sale in the sweet shop, which was kind of cool because they're super good. They would warm them up for you. amazing. Um, and then even the menus and the dinner, that night, wherever you dined, would have a Pixar twist to them with the the desserts and the various things that you could get. Um, so they really put like an overlay on everything, okay. which just, I think, made it a ton of fun. And one thing I want to mention before I forget it, that the, the stage, or what do you call it, the deck party that they have was Pixar... Pixar friends or something like that. And Pixar pals. I think that might've been it. It was so cute. That was probably one of the highlights for me because there was so many characters. Every Pixar character came out and they did a whole dance and they had, it was very interactive and it was just like a super cute, high energy, fun show that everyone really, really enjoyed. So that was, that was, I think a highlight. Cool. And that was, that was, separate from the Incredibles show mm-hmm. at night, right? Okay, cool. Right. That's awesome. So kind of like on Pirate Night where they do yep. the Pirate Duck Party and then they have, yeah, it's just like that. Got it. Okay. Very cool. Do they have um, Pixar music playing in the hallways? That's always like, that's one of my favorite things about just Disney cruises in general is just the music playing in the hallways. You right? just have like this, I don't know, this, it just makes you feel a certain way that you can't really describe, but I love how I they, they tailor it on the, on these, you know, these days. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. They, so yes, they play Pixar music, but they also had all of these little announcements from Pixar characters throughout the day. They would come and sort of like take over the, the captain's yeah. announcement thing and um and give different announcements from in like so doug from you know the That's dog awesome. from up was <laughs> up there and talking about and then he was you know did the whole you know squirrel like, yeah. and then yeah. he would keep going and it was really cool they had they had a lot of really neat special things and then yeah the music was all themed 
But the, the Disney music on the ship is absolutely one oh, of my favorite. It's the best. I, it just makes you happy. I just, and I, every time I, I'm on, I'm, I always say it to my wife. I'm like, just just listen to the music. She's like, you say this every single time. But <laughs> it's it's so true. I just I just love that it's, you know, it just makes you feel a certain way. And I, you, mm-hmm. it's, you can't describe it unless, you, unless you've experienced it. Absolutely. It's um, really great. What about, last thing on Pixar Deity, any, like, in-room gifts did they give out anything that was pixar related or not i so everyone got a magnet sort of thing for their door and a window cling for the veranda window i guess if you if you had a window you'd probably get it too right yeah um and that said pixar day at sea which was kind of cool i don't know if they had any other like standard things that came they gave us because of Disney was kind enough to host us. They gave us like the room decor package for, for Pixar day at sea. Now I I've always known that Disney cruise line offered decor options, but I don't know that I've ever really seen what they look like. I kind of pictured them to be just maybe a streamer or two. I don't know. Nothing that fantastic, but when we came in and saw it, I was so excited. It was a lot more, more than I thought it was going to be. And when I went back home and I was looking up other things they offer, I saw that's kind of what they do. So should, you know, the typical room decor that they offer, it was just like a Pixar version of it. And it, but it's a lot of it. It comes with really nice magnets that stick to everything that you all, you get to all bring home. It was a really nice towel that said Pixar day at sea that you get to keep and two pillowcases that all were themed with a ton of characters on it and all of the decor, the magnets and the streamers and everything. And I think all of it, they said was like $80. So if I were going to add an upgrade, something special to kind of just take it up a notch, like a little bonus thing, it would for sure be room decor. Cause I think that's just so much fun. Like, what a fun way to walk in and, you know, it's like Def- a party. Yeah. And then you enjoy it every time you come in back to your room. Like, it's just kind of a fun thing to have. And then you get some nice souvenirs to bring home. So, I mean, if you were just to buy a towel on the cruise ship, it's going to be like, what, 25, 30 bucks probably anyway, just right. by itself. Yeah. So yeah. Um, exactly. that was really fun. They gave us a few extra room things like, a couple of snacks, chocolate covered strawberries one day, like okay. different things like that. I will say if I was going to buy them myself, I wouldn't just because you're so full. <laughs> They're just <laughs> right. like, it's so hard to eat at all. Like that yeah. sounds bad. Yeah. I, I'm not a, like a tiny eater either, but like you're just, you're not in your room that much. Yeah. And you, every time I came back, I felt like I was coming back from eating. And then I would, <laughs> and so some of the things we just didn't finish. So I don't know that I would have felt like I got a, yeah. a lot of value out of it. Yeah, no, that makes, that makes sense. <laughs> um, that's awesome. So I just to wrap up here, I you, you sort of touched on it at the beginning, but one of the questions that I get quite a bit is, you know, from first-time cruisers who are trying to decide between a seven-night cruise and like a, a shorter three- or four-night kind of, you know, get-your-feet-wet type cruise – Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that? Like, what what would you say to a first-time cruiser who's trying to decide between a seven-night cruise and a, and a shorter cruise? I think if you're really concerned that you're not going to like it or that somebody with you is not going to like it, 
probably a four night is a good starter point. I think if you, if you were to, to do the math per day, you're going to pay more for that four night than you are for the, for the week. Yeah. And if, if you like cruising, you're going to prefer the week for sure. But if that's a huge concern, if it's stopping you from trying cruising, then I would say definitely do the four night because what's the worst that can happen? Right. If it's not your cup of tea, it's, you know, it'll be over before you know it yep. and you don't have to try it again, but it, it would be a really great way to try it out. You would get to experience it all. Just know that when you're doing the three or four night, understand that you're not going to get as much like relaxation out of it, that type of thing. But it is a great starter right. level, and, and then you're probably going to come back and want to book the week. That's right. That's, <laughs> right. that's a good way to put it. And you also need to sort of have expectation that you're probably not going to get to do everything that you are able, that you can do. You know, so mm-hmm. um, absolutely. I will say too. I forgot to mention in the discussion of fantasy to to the wish. The wish does not have the adult areas like the tube and um, what was some of the other ones, you know, like that whole little, right. This yeah, down, the district. You know, and, yeah. The district. Yeah. yeah. They don't have that equivalent on the wish. And I really liked that area. I found I used that a lot, especially because we didn't have any kids with us on this last trip. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That, I feel like the wish could have used a little more of a place to hang out for adults. That's not just a bar. Yeah. The the best spaces on the wish are a bar, which is great. They're super fun lounges and, and stuff. But after you've had a drink or two, you know, you might be kind of bored and want to like go do something a little more interactive and entertaining. And they just don't have that kind of space on the wish. But it's also a shorter cruise, so maybe you don't need it as much. Sure, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Definitely. It, it certainly stands out as something that's missing, I think, um, mm-hmm. on the wish. So, yeah, you're right about that. Um, and then last question. I should have asked you before we wrapped up the Pixar Day at Sea. I just, just overall thoughts on Pixar Day at Sea. Would you recommend a Pixar Day or a cruise with a Pixar Day at Sea attached to it? I would, yeah. yeah. I don't think that it's like a deal breaker. If you're trying to find a cruise that works for your schedule, if it's, if the ones that doesn't have the Pixar day at sea just works, it's fine. It's not, it's just, it's an added bonus. It's a nice thing. If you are really a big character lover, like meeting characters is a big part of what you enjoy doing on a cruise, then I would definitely prioritize the Pixar day at sea because you're going to, have so many more characters that yeah. you can meet over the course of the week. If that's not you, if it's kind of just like, it would be nice. It would be a little bonus, but you know, it's not a big deal. You're not paying any more for it. So, you know, you get an extra fireworks show, which is cool. You get a few extra characters, um, a couple new activities. So it's kind of a neat thing to do, but I don't think it's like a deal breaker either way. The, the cruise itself just a standard Disney cruise has so much to do. 
there is so much to do. Like, right, exactly. You're you really don't need more. You know, <laughs> it's I mean, so it's true. Just, it's great. It's nice to yeah. have. Yeah. But you're not going to be walking around bored and thinking, right. "Man, I should have right. you know done something else." And, and I like that they have they're adding this themed cruise to a seven night cruise because you know when the Marvel Day at Sea um, themes are usually on the five night cruises, and so you 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 sort of, you almost feel like you're missing out on other activities. Because there is so much to do, because you mm. know, but with a seven night cruise, you can do the Pixar date sea and still do everything else. Um, you know, right. just kind of getting back to the point of the longer cruises, you can do more. Um, but I like that they're on these seven night cruises. Did you have? Do you like the Star Wars or the Marvel better? Do you have a preference? So we, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a very like casual Star Wars fan. I'm, I like the mm-hmm. movies and that's kind of the extent of how much I like Star Wars. So we haven't, we haven't done a Star Wars day at sea. We did do the Marvel day at sea and it was one of my favorite cruises. It's not like my, in my top three favorite cruises we've ever done. Um, but my Ooh. family is big Marvel fans. My, mm-hmm. my son is really into Marvel right now. So it was a lot of fun being, you know, getting him to, uh, getting to watch him experience his favorite characters and meet them and, and interact with mm-hmm. them. Um, so we really loved the the Marvel Day at Sea. So uh, definitely, you know, theme cruises, Disney does them really well. And, you know, I yeah. always, always highly recommend them. So um, now the Marvel is out of Miami, right? That's right. On the dream now, too. Yeah, it used to be on the magic, but now it's on the dream. So is it a seven night now? No, it's still it's still, it's still a five, five night. Yeah, it's a five night Bahamian cruise. Um, and okay. if yeah, if if you ever have the chance, I would I would definitely recommend a, a Marvel Day at Sea cruise for sure. Yeah, we're big Marvel fans, so I feel like I would like that. Uh, de- oh, you we definitely asked, would. We asked um, when we were interviewing the creators of the Pixar Day at Sea if they had any intentions to bring Star Wars Day at Sea back. Oh, and they didn't. They didn't know. They oh, okay. didn't have yeah. a, have an answer for that. Um, obviously, it's not something that like is going to happen anytime soon. Right? Exactly. But yeah. there, it didn't seem like they were ruling it out by any means. Okay. But they're they're at they were at the place at that point just to say, okay, here's Pixar. We're here. Let's get the feedback from it and see where we're at. Yeah. Um, so I think there, if anybody is listening that is going to do a Pixar day at sea, make sure you really do fill out that, those feedback forms yes. and tell them what you think, because they, they base so much on that. That's a huge part of the programming and everything that, that they do going forward. And they're working so far ahead. They've been working on the Pixar day at sea for three years. Wow. So, yeah. They're they are way in the future <laughs> trying yeah. to figure this stuff out. Yeah. So any feedback they get is is really useful. Definitely. And I will say if you liked the Incredibles um deck show, the show on deck, the star the Marvel deck show is is oh, is bet. amazing. It is it's it's on par to me anyway with like the the theater shows. It is so good and the story is so good, the way they use you know, the funnel vision screen and kind of, you know, uh-huh. it's, it's just so, so good. So, um, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I would love to see that. Definitely. I can just imagine that that would be so cool. many characters, you know, so many Marvel yeah. characters and they make a joke about how Hulk isn't, you know, d- miss the, miss the ship and all this stuff. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Um, that's really cool. The performers amaze me, me because too. again, this was when I did the post party, it was the first time. Right. So it's the first right. time these guys had ever done these roles. 
everything from the character performers to just the people who are announcing things and doing the activities and all this first time for all of these scripts and things. And they didn't miss a beat. I mean, it was just flawless. Um, So impressive. And the other thing that was kind of a cool highlight is it's it's just a side thing, but I love it on every Disney cruise is the ship horn. It's, it's such a little thing. (laughs) It literally makes me so happy to hear that ship horn and they use it so well. And, we were in port in San Juan and there was four mega ships all lined up together and Disney's was playing their ship horn and everyone on the other ships, it was Carnival, Norwegian and Royal were all cheering for the Disney, the the Disney songs that they were hearing. It was just the coolest moment. You feel very cool being on a Disney cruise. Honestly, like, you feel like everyone has cruise in me. <laughs> That's not on it. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yes, you're you're absolutely right. Well, Serena, thank you so much for your time. I, you have um, completely changed my mind about you know these Pixar days at sea. I, not that I was not that I was down on them, but I just it just didn't seem like something I would be into. But I I right. have completely changed my mind because you're right. It's not you don't have to be a Pixar fan you know necessarily but if you're a disney fan these characters are all synonymous with you you know your your favorite disney stories so i appreciate you uh you going through all of your experiences (laughs) and and laying it all out it was awesome sure thanks so much for having me it was a lot of fun absolutely and be sure to follow serena's instagram account she's on instagram at living by disney and also on tiktok with the same handle is that right Mm -hmm. awesome and uh so yeah be sure to check her out she's got some exciting things coming up so Uh, follow her. Thank you, Serena. I'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL dude, or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL dude podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.